Welcome, promisers and guests. We are thrilled that you were chosen to worship us this weekend, wherever, whatever campus, online, or later. We love you. You make our worship more meaningful, and we just want to say, welcome home. Whether it's your first time or thousandth time, welcome home. And we want you to experience God with us because God is doing an incredible work of transformation and life changes. So we're so excited. We began this weekend a four-week-long series of celebration of the invasion of God with us on the very first Christmas. This weekend, we're going to look at the the gift of gold because in this series, we're going to unwrap, that's why we call it Christmas Unwrap, the three gifts of gold and myrrh and frankincense. Now, I know that's not the order you read them in the scripture, but it's okay. We're not a cult. We're going to go gold, myrrh, and frankincense. Next weekend is going to be myrrh. It's what we call a Christmas production weekend. Shorter message, very creative, very out of the box. Epi Creative literally outdid themselves. It is the perfect weekend to invite family and friends that are far from God. Now listen, don't invite Aunt Matilda who goes to First Baptist somewhere. No, invite people far from God because Aunt Matilda's not going to like it. It's going to be too loud. She's not going to like it. She's going to be hunting a hymnal and she's going to be, can't wait to get back to her church. People far from God, amen. That's why we do what we do. So next weekend, incredible weekend. Then the following weekend, we're going to look at frankincense. And, uh, and, and so it's going to be incredible. And then we really save the best for last. Actually, the frankincense weekend, we're going to do communion, candlelight. It's going to be closest to Christmas. And then we save the best for last. We're going to do something we actually haven't done in actually 14 years because it's been so long since Christmas fell on a weekend. So this holiday season, we're going to do something different. We're going to be online only for December the 25th, Saturday, and the 26th. Now, we've created an experience for you. We've already shot it. We're uh, editing it. We had the kids involved. It's a family-friendly. It's, it's much shorter than an hour because your kid's not going to sit for an hour. Uh, invite your small group, sit, you know, worship, celebrate together. And you say, well, why don't we just come to church? Well, let me tell you why we're not going to have a service that weekend. Because uh, it requires the volunteers and the staff to work virtually all weekend. And we want to say we love you. Spend time with your family. Is that okay? Is that okay? So now, when somebody in your small group complains, just jab them in both eyes in Jesus' name and pull a Larry, Moe, and Curly. You millennials don't know who that is, but they were heroes in, you know, a bygone day and tell them, hey, we love our volunteers and our staff. They're spending the weekend with their families. Come on, if you're listening, say I am. All right, now one more thing. Make sure all of our singles have some place to be on Christmas. Do not leave. You know them. You make sure they're invited somewhere. It's I, we, we always have some singles at our house. It was funny. The weekend before Thanksgiving, several walked up and asked for my address. And so uh, it was too late. It was full. But they asked, hey, what, what time? I said, yeah, be, you know, nine at night. And, uh, but we always have folks over. Now, here's, if you're new, this is, we're about to roll into what I call the broken record session. Okay, so. We do something here every year we've done since the beginning of Faith Promise, 
And, and that is we have a word for next year. And we encourage, our, the church word is transformation, but we encourage you to seek the face of the Father and say, God, what one thing, if it happened to me next year, would cause the greatest spiritual increase and impact? And then pray over that word. I've done it for my kids, my family, for since longer than we've been here, and it's transformed our family. So get a word. Get your growth plan out. Some of you started it last year, didn't finish it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Pull it back out. Blow the cobwebs off. Polish it up for this year. And together, we're going to take flight into 2022. It's going to be a metamorphosis transformation. Are y'all with me? So that's what we're doing. That's what's going on. And I promise you, if you'll walk with us, it's going to, it's going to help you more than you could ever know. So all right. You've been invited to the Savior's baby shower or his birthday party or actually more accurate biblically, you're invited to the circumcision celebration. What happens on every little Jewish baby boy still today, eighth day. Now, everybody loves it, but the kid, come on. Everybody's eating, feasting, little boys thinking, what have y'all done? I hate y'all. So you're invited when one of our last trips to Israel, the bus driver invited us to his grandson's circumcision. Now, I've been invited to a lot of places. That's the first snip party I have ever been invited to. And so, but it, 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 was, it was incredible. So you're invited. What, what gift are you going to bring? So the Magi bring three gifts. Now, we know what the three gifts are, so if you see any manger seen, it has three wise guys. Well, actually, those were wise men. Faith promised that's wise guys. But so you got three guys. Book, we don't know how many wise men there were. What we do know is they bought three gifts. So they show up in Jerusalem, these wealthy, elaborate caravan rolls down Main Street in Jerusalem. They're ushered into Herod. And they say, we've seen a star, a new king has been born, and we've come to worship him. So that's where we, that's where we sort of pick up in the story in Matthew chapter 2, verse 7. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. Now, he does it for a reason, because he's going to kill all the baby boys. So he needs to know what age this child is. He said he was a Boy, he was a horrible guy. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, come report to me so that I too may come and worship him. He is a liar. After hearing the king, they went on their way and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Now, these guys may have had part of the prophet Isaiah scroll. They may have known some things. They're astrologers, but they did not have the full story. Are you with me? They didn't have a whole scripture. The New Testament had not been penned. They might have had some Old Testament fragments, but these guys come with exceeding great joy. We who know the rest of the story, we who know the Savior, we who know the end, we who know the glory of God, should we not walk with exceedingly great joy and be the most joyous people on the planet? Shouldn't we be? Come on, shouldn't we be? Don't let the devil rob you of your joy because your joy is your strength. It's your power. 
And so whatever circumstances you're facing this Christmas season, walk into it with exceedingly great joy because it's not about you, it's about him. It's not about how much money you have to buy presents or not buy. It's not about how tall your tree is or how big your house is or how many lights you have. It's about the invasion of God on the planet Earth. Are you with me? So they, in verse 11, and coming into the house, now again, they're not at the stable. They're, they've now moved into a house. They're still in Bethlehem. We, we know this is after the birth. Coming in the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother and they fell to the ground and worshiping, they worshiped him. Imagine Mary and Joseph. Now, the only thing that I could liken this experience to <clears throat> was that if the presidential motorcade pulled up in front of your house. We got a line of black SUVs. We've got 20 motorcycle cops, cops all around, secret service men running, and they pull up right in front and that big black SUV stops and the president gets out and walks in your house. That's what's happening. All the neighbors, they can't believe that these powerful, wealthy men, this whole caravan walks up and they fall at the feet of Jesus and worship him. It's incredible. What do you think Mary and Joseph thought this is going on? Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country another way. Can I tell you something? When you've walked into the glory and presence of God, when you have experienced freedom and forgiveness, when you walk into the glory that is God's glory, you never leave the same way. They took a different route. We have a different heart. They had a new heart. They had seen the glory. The, they had seen the star, the glory, the power. They had seen all that went on, and they were blown out of the water. We should live God-awed. Are you with me? Not playing marbles with diamonds. Not saying, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Come on, show me something shinier. It doesn't get better than Christmas. God with us. So they lavish these gifts, which part of what that does is show us how vitally important this, this invasion is. Not just to them, but to the world. The world has never been the same because of the invasion of God. For centuries, the Jews had waited the arrival of the Messiah. They had all these prophecies, Daniel, Isaiah, Hosea, so many. And so they're waiting for this, this promise, this invasion of God, because his name is, as he comes, Emmanuel, God with us. Now let's tell me, come on, if you're listening, Sam. Listen, I don't care what the world's told you. I don't care what your parents have told you. I don't care what your coach or teacher told you. I don't care what somebody told you that ditched you and turned their back on you that said that you don't have any value or worth. God's name is I want you, God with us. It was not about him. It was about you. It was about us knowing you. And I don't care the lies of the world. God loves you, sent his son for you. God with us means I want you. And every time we gather to worship, we should leave differently. Every time we lift our hands or make it loud. Come on, somebody, if you don't like loud music, you will not like heaven. So, I, man, I got it. Some of you, there's some frequencies that bother you. Get some earmuffs. It's all right. It's okay. Stop them up. And Michelle's been listening to that stuff so long, she's deaf. You should see us at our house. Huh? What'd you say? Hey, huh? We've seen megaphones talk to each other. So, 
these gifts have incredible meaning. So we're gonna, the reason we call the series Christmas Unwrapped is because we're gonna unwrap these three gifts and experience what God has for us in this season because God's got some incredible things. Amen? Y'all believe that? So as we, as, as, we, as we mine gold in the scriptures, like the gold that was brought, I don't care if you've read this Bible through a thousand times, you can never mine all the gold in the scripture. But it's an incredible adventure trying. So on your personal growth plan, listen, I'm never going to stop. And you're thinking, is he ever going to give this up? Never. It's the greatest tool to help me grow closer to Jesus, and it's going to be for you. So on your personal growth plan, put the Bible reading plan and read it with me. Say, I tried three years row and I failed. Great. Four times is going to be perfect. Listen, I'd rather try and fail than not try. I'd rather shoot for the moon and hit stars. So, so put, we're going to read it together. Does this make sense? All right, so what is the greatest gift that you've ever received? And if we were to sit down, you and me, over a cup of coffee, and I would say, what's the greatest gift? And you were telling me, my follow-up question would immediately be, why was that your greatest gift? See, for me, the greatest gift was salvation. Bar none, no, nothing to equivocate. Man, it was salvation, forgiveness, and God in me, Emmanuel, is incredible. Then my second greatest gift that God gave me was Michelle. Because, see, Michelle's a party that's always looking for a place to happen. She's just a party looking. And I'm, I'm looking to get by myself. If she wasn't, I didn't, wasn't married to Michelle, I'd be an introvert hiding in my barn. I'd come to work, I'd go home. You know, I just, but, but she, she has drugged me around the world in a, looking for another party. It's just what she does. Are you with me? Now, your greatest gift might not be the most expensive gift you've ever received, but it's gonna be the most meaningful gift. So these wise men brought these three gifts of great thought, of great intent, each had a meaning, each had a purpose. Without a doubt, the first one is gold. It is, it is fit for a king. And in 1 Kings chapter 10, we see the queen of Sheba who hears what God is doing in Israel and goes. Now, the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning, why was Solomon famous? Concerning the name of the Lord. She came to test him with difficult questions. So she came to Jerusalem with a very large retinue with camels carrying spices and very much what? What? See, it is a gift fit for a king. Matter of fact, God tells us in Isaiah chapter 60, he tells us that that is exactly what's gonna be given. When, when the king comes, Isaiah 66, multitude of camels will cover you, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all those from Sheba will come, and they will bring what? Gold and, it's even prophesied hundreds of years before his birth that when the glory falls and the king of kings appears, when the Messiah comes, gifts will be given, and two of those will be gold and frankincense. Not only was the gift prophesied, not only was the gift lavish, not only was the gift fit for a king, but it was practical in nature. Because remember, Herod said, what, when did you see the star to determine the age of the child? Because Herod is going to send assassins to kill the child. And so this gift is going to be, this gift of gold is going to provide the money for Jesus and his family 
to go to Egypt. Very practical. Now, some of you spend a lot of time already thinking about what you're going to buy the people you love this year. Is that right? Some of y'all, some of you guys wait to the last second. I love the last second. Really, man, it's can you pull it off? I love it. And so, but we think about what are we going to buy. Last year, my favorite gift was the cheapest, the, the least expensive gift that I got. My daughter and her husband, Frankie, made it. It was a four-foot-wide white picket fence. Painted, stands up. On this post sits a turtle, fake rubber turtle. You say, why in the world would they give you that? Because every time I walk in my office, it reminds me of what you know when you see a turtle on a fence post. It didn't get there by itself. Somebody picked that sucker up and put him up there. And I realize I'm not here because I climbed the ladder. I'm here because God put me here. Does that make sense? Come on. So it was really, it's my favorite gift. It, it was incredible. Now, I spent a lot of time trying to think about what to give Michelle more than anybody else because she's incredibly hard to buy for. I mean, she has me. She's already got the best gift. Come on, somebody help me right here. And so it's just, look at all she already has. But she has everything because I've tried my best to spoil her. Come on. And so what do I get her? It's very, very difficult to buy. And my motto in gift giving, are you ready for your list? Sam, give more, don't keep score. Give more. Well, if they spend this, then I'll spend. No, no, no. No, no, no. Be it, be, I'll give other people. Just out give them. So the wise men show up, they worship the baby Jesus, and they bring gold. Not just nuggets mined from the earth, washed and put in a bag like we see in the Yukon TV st uh, stories, the gold rush. No, no, no. It was pure gold without any impurities. That means it had passed through the fire. So the, the gold would be brought to the smelter. It would be put in a pot. The furnace would be heated up and the gold would melt. The smelter would take and scrape because the dross, the iron and other impurities, other ores, other minerals that are in the gold would float to the top and the smelter would scrape those off, keep scraping off until he looked over the pot of liquid gold and saw his perfect reflection. Knowing the gold was pure of the highest quality, 99.9999999 tenths pure. As you and I bring ourselves as an offering to God, like the wise men brought the gold, most of us have been purified by fire. We have tasted some trials. Whether it's COVID, whether it's losing someone, whether it's a bankruptcy, a divorce, a death, we have tasted trials. We have sipped the cup of suffering. Come on, somebody. We've been ripped, robbed, or raped. So we've all walked through trials, pain, problems, testing. But if we will embrace the purification of pain, exactly like the smelter, scraping the dross off, God will use all things for good. He will use that pain and trials. He said, matter of fact, the Bible says, through suffering, Jesus learned obedience and he will sweep the impurities until God the Father looks over you and he sees the reflection of the face of Jesus. 
And so we offer up to him a life of pure gold, purified. Instead of saying, why God, why me, why am I going through this? Rejoicing, book of James, when you encounter various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces endurance. And when endurance has had its perfect result, are y'all with me? It's part of how we grow closer. Watch this story of a promiser who's been purified through some pain. The year was 2014. I arrived at Faith Promise Church from an invite from a coworker. I was very far from God, hadn't been to church in a number of years. And when I got to Faith Promise, I just kind of sat there for a second, just looked around at the smoke and the guitars and, the, and just all that. And it was just, it, it, it was overwhelmingly awesome. One day, I just fell on my face, maybe three rows from the front, and I just said, God, if, if you will forgive me for my sins, I will do, I will live for you forever. And I meant that then, and I mean it now. And so when I started serving at Faith Promise, it's actually funny. Pastor came out and he said, you come in here and you sit, the music's too loud, or I didn't preach what you wanted to hear. And he said, so I'm asking you today to get up and do something. So I immediately said, okay, I will. And I started serving as an usher. So I was an usher and I was standing in the sanctuary at a prayer station and I was just holding a box of Kleenexes, just, just being courteous usher, just, you know, as people walk by to give them a Kleenex. And all the prayer stations in the room just completely filled up, just completely just packed. And so this lady came up to me and she said, will you pray with me? And for a split second, I'm like, I'm not on the prayer team. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But I mean, immediately I just dropped that box of Kleenexes and I took her by the hand and we just started praying and just quoting scriptures. And I mean, it was just amazing. She was dancing, I was dancing, we were both crying. That lady came back up to me about three weeks later and said that she'd had her scan and that the cancer was gone. I know in my spirit, you know, I had absolutely nothing to do with it, but I just treasured that God allowed me to have that moment with her. So you don't have to be licensed. You don't have to have seminary degrees. You just have to be willing. And so Matthew 16, 24 says to take up your cross and follow him. It says, deny yourself and follow me. So that is just the rule for my life. So my life revolves around Faith Promise Church. Yay. Yay. Hey, good morning. Oh, good morning. We're here to celebrate not just you, but, but how you inspire not just the staff, but everybody that attends Pell. And as we were talking just a few minutes ago, the first thing I thought about is you set the direction and the pace and the heartbeat for our campus. And not just because he's there before everybody else, which he is every single weekend but it's his attitude, it's his spirit, it's his can-do attitude. It's, he's just so stinking happy all the time. It's, it's infectious. It rubs off and sets the direction of our weekend every single weekend. I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Just your heart, your spirit for serving others. I, I truly think that what you do embodies what Christ would have done. And when people see you, they don't see you, they see Christ. And so that's what I see. And so I wanna surround myself with people that ooze the essence of Christ, that ooze the love of Christ. And you do that beautifully every single week. And it's just my honor just to serve with you.
My name's Sheena Hunley. I get the privilege to serve on staff at our Pellissippi campus and also to lead my brother Ben here. It's not about doing with Ben, it's about being. Um, and that just looks a lot like a servant leader in my eyes. So Ben, when they brought gold to the Messiah, the promised one, it was to recognize him as the king. And that's what you do every time you step in. You're not just serving others, you're loving God, you're loving others, and you're working hard for the benefit of the kingdom and for our Savior. And your heart of gold inspires so many, but most of all, it glorifies our God. And in that friend, we say thank you. We serve others. Incredible, incredible. But I have to tell you, it's not all been smiles and hugs and thank yous for Ben. There have been things that have happened to him since he's been here that were extremely horrible, none of his own making. And yet he walked through those trials. He didn't turn his back on God. He didn't turn his back on his church. He experienced those pain and embraced them as a purification process and he serves others, and he brings gold to God every single day where he lives, where he works, where he studies, where he shops, where he plays. And that's what God wants all of us to do. These stargazers brought their best gifts to the Christ child. They saw the star in the sky. They knew what it meant. The Messiah had invaded our planet, God with us. And we should see the signs of the times because that, that event, Split time, B.C. and A.D. I don't care if the educators say they've changed to what it means now, but for 2,000 years, it was before Christ and after dominion. That's what it was. And so Christmas is more vital to the world than we really actually know. In Isaiah chapter 9, he's speaking prophetically of the Christ to come. For a child will be born to us and a son will be given and the government will rest on his shoulders. Now, as you read the scripture, let me tell you what you will see. You will see dozens and dozens of names for God. They're not different gods. They are the one true God. But each name reflects a different facet of God's character. And so, I don't know about you, but I need God every day. You say, it's a crutch. It's not a crutch. It's a wheelchair. It's a life support. So, and so when I need God, I come to God in the name that I need. So let's just look at some of the things Isaiah said. He said, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Some of you right now are in the crucible of pain and suffering, and you need the Wonderful Counselor to give you words of encouragement and walk you through it. Amen? He said, he is the mighty God. Some of you are in a position that there's no way out. You're looking saying, there's no way out of this unless God. But you know how many times it says in the Bible, but God, but God. No way out, but God. Outnumbered, outmanned, out God, gun, but God. You need the mighty God. That's who he's gonna be for you. He's the eternal father. Maybe like me, you never had a, a good dad that, that, that showed you and walked with you. 
instead of rejecting the heavenly father, embrace the eternal father and let him fill the father hole in your heart. Are you with me? He said he's also the prince of peace. I guess there's been other times of greater turmoil in the world, but not in my lifetime. And in this turmoil, in this, in this world of 24-hour negative news from 10,000 channels, in this world where all the prophets of the world are predicting doom and gloom, it's horrible. It's, in this world where they're saying the only hope for you is to vote for the right party. In that world, he said, I will be the Prince of Peace. I will be Jehovah Shalom. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you and you will fear no evil. My rod and my staff are with you. I'm going to guide you and bring you to my house. So in the midst of a world of chaos and confusion and hatred and division, we get to walk with the Prince of Peace, breathing life, breathing love, and breathing joy into us. Come on. Man, people ought to want to be at your house because there's peace on your home. Not like other homes. The, your home is a, is a tabernacle of the Holy Spirit to dwell. Your kids growing up in an atmosphere of encouragement and the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? He's the prince of peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government of peace. And I'm telling you, he wants to be with you. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 23, I've said it already, but let me read it from the scripture. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she will bear a son, and she will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Listen to me. There have been lies that have been injected into you your whole life. God wants you. You may be rejected by everybody else. That's the way I felt for the first time I got picked to be on a team. God wanted me on his team, and he wants you on his team. Are you with me? You are valued like the pure gold brought by the wise men. You are valued not by what you can give, not by what you can do, but you are created in the image of God. You're adopted, you're forgiven. The highest ransom ever paid for a prisoner was paid for you. When the blood of the Son of, Je Son of God, Jesus, was shed on a cross, it was shed with you. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. You can walk in victory. You can walk in peace. You can walk in power because of Emmanuel, God with us. He wants me. Woo! Father God, open our eyes. Open our eyes to you and your incredible power. Open our eyes, God, to the peace. Lord, some of us are in a war zone. Would you just send the ruach, the breath of God to flood us that we would worship and walk with exceedingly great joy and we bring our offerings of pure gold our lives, having been put through the crucible and the furnace of flame, of persecution and trials, and yet coming out the other side as pure gold. We give you our lives, and in Jesus' name we offer it. And all God's people said,